morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome along to episode, let me see, 64, there we go, I totally remembered, of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast, and on an action-packed show this week, we'll be talking about Carnival de Paris, and why it's relevant again for the Women's World Cup next year, some exciting international Scotland news, so we'll, we'll hold on to that tightly. Uh, I'll also be talking about seeing my first World Cup game uh, Not World Cup, sorry International game <laughs> Yep, international game, getting way ahead of myself oh, Far too far ahead <laughs> Way too far ahead First ever international game uh, Seeing some of the best players in the world Sadly they were playing Scotland So we'll be discussing that As well as uh, the ticket price scandal That's going to come out this week uh, We'll also be talking about the poor man's Champions League Which is of course the Iron Brew Challenge Cup uh, and all that happened there this week um, and the depressing <laughs> Welsh drubbing <laughs> that was paid for uh, for us Falkirk fans at the weekend and we'll be rounding off with our dummies guide to the Nations League as published by a very own Chardonnay expert <laughs> Chardonnay week. pinching maybe Chardonnay pinching you had fun at the staff night that was John, good fun um, is that the first bottle of Chardonnay you've pinched before? Uh, probably not. I don't think I've ever tasted Chardonnay, <laughs> told. Certainly not a football ground anywhere near. Uh, so he's written a great article on the sofamanager.com website, which is now back! Yes, it's uh, fixed. After technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, we're thinking what some Inverness fans maybe hacked us. Uh, uh, there was no stand. No stand rising. Someone, <laughs> some rival Scottish Instagram account, we think, is taking control. Um, so, yeah, we'll be discussing that. Anyway, along with our Chardonnay expert, John, I'm, of course, your, uh, your other pundit and uh, tin pot announcer, Paul. So, let's crack straight on with things, shall we? Topic one. Carnival da Paris is back and relevant again. Daddy OG. Oh, even crying though, song. Even though he's missing, really. But. Is he missing? Oh, yeah, no, Darren. Yeah, sadly couldn't make it tonight. He's recovering from <laughs> <laughs> the Scotland game on Friday. It's a shame there's some tales to tell from that. Um, so, yeah, Scottish woman. Uh, an awkward time in the week. Uh, kind of like four o'clock <laughs> confirmed that they oh, were qualified. I was watching the updates in the... Sort of the work. So. Aye. Funny thing about that was like the the news report and after, um, a lot of them were using like mobile phone videos of the game mm. and perhaps didn't realise that it was on BBC Alba. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, oh, like, what are you doing? Why are you using that instead? So, you know, it's it's how well published this game was. But um, after you know that frustrating game against the Swiss, um, I remember watching that the same night I was watching. I think Burnley trying to get through Olympiacos, mm. both fantastically frustrating games. Right. But they are, in fact, through to their first ever World Cup. Aye, and fantastic. It's very exciting. Uh, it's well merited, though, as well. They've done fantastically well. Well, I mean, the fact was they've what, won eight out in, what, seven out of eight games or something like that? Near enough, aye, and quite comprehensively as well. You know, yeah. the, the Albania performance, especially if you watch the highlights, mm-hmm. their keeper pulls off maybe eight or nine absolute oh, world-class aye. saves. Aye. It keeps the score down, and that—that's the kind of level that we're now at. Uh-huh. Um, I think we're pushing into the top twenty in the world. Cracking, which is unbelievable. Um, I had actually we look. <laughs> I don't know huge about women's football, so I'll get that out of the road. No, you're a regional expert. You've been to what, three regional... games this season. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been to more one of your Thistle games than I have been to maybe Falkirk games this with season. your zoom lens camera as well mm, no doubt I'll not go there mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got still battering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't take on a woman's football like that, that's for sure. Uh, but they're narrowly ahead of Austria and Belgium, funnily enough. Really? That's all a lull. Can see where they're, what direction the uh, Belgians are being just sexist. Far too focused on the men. And we're only just behind New Zealand and Iceland. Well, that's pretty good, Which eh? is really quite good. I think yeah. Iceland are sort of one of the better teams as well. So. Well, New Zealand, quite an athletic nation. Aye, um, they take sport really serious. I think you're a long way off. You're kind of the USA and England. Oh, yeah. In oh, terms yeah. of actually breaking into that kind of scope. But it's a work in progress and it's, it's pretty good. Well, that's the thing, you know, I think eh, well, registration of women footballers has like doubled and tripled. It's good entertainment. It really is. I mean... Um, you know, I've obviously done well. <laughs> let's not. Well, you've done well too much in the Belarus game that I was, uh, you know, producing. Uh, that's probably why they didn't perform that well that game. <laughs> it was the only blip on their radar. But I, good entertainment. It's dirt cheap. Like the game against Switzerland, I think it was a fiver um, at Paisley. So it's one of these things that if you live local. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily fantastic. travel yet to go and watch it. But... Well, yeah. Um, I think, you know, if it, is, if it is your thing, then, you know, cracking. But yeah. Otherwise, I think just coming from locally, it makes it's just like the under twenty one games and things. Pretty much, it's yeah. the same principle at the moment. Um, yeah. But I think there's scope for it to really take on, especially oh, with it being oh. it's bigger and bigger profiling as well. The ultras culture at these games, John. Oh, huge. The, the girls, I swear, are like they're they're more they're bigger nutters than the men. Did you see the way they were celebrating after the game? No. Like they're off their heat. Should I care to conduct a respectable interview? To just creamed with like all oh, the juice of the day and stuff like that mm. and they're bouncing about the the changing room shouting and I'm like you know make, you make you know Rangers or Celtic when a title look tame it's like, it looks like a tea party by comparison to what they're doing the, um, the poor Albanian janitor <laughs> I know well quite possibly um, so no good on them uh, I've always enjoyed watching w- women's football when I've seen it you know in Falkirk uh, still a big champion of, of Lizzie Arnott who now plays with Man United Mm-hmm. I think a few girls went down to Arsenal and Hibernian just gone full time up here I believe yeah I mean one or two of the sort of bigger names went up here went down to Man United mm-hmm. who subsequently won 12-0 uh, ah, with that top Scots talent you see John I'd be Aston Villa 12-0 there so, you go yeah. first ever league game for them as well that's good um, but it just shows you their interest in that now as well they are taking it really serious who the they're in England I know it's bigger and bigger I mean the Man City Academy is pretty much combined mm. with the men's team now I don't think Carrington's that far away with Man United probably not Arsenal no. ladies and Chelsea ladies are absolutely superb um, so it's, it's quite interesting to see how that's developing because there's money oh, yeah. beginning to generate in England not uh, not up here no but it's a well that um, that first game for Man United I forget what stadium it was played at it was, it was one of the smaller grounds in Manchester but a lot of people you know a few hundred nearly a thousand I think you know, turned up to see that, and you know we are getting thousands at cup finals and things now. Uh, whereas before, you know, it was on telly the same night as the Scotland Belgian game, mm-hmm. uh, Hibernian versus Forfar Farmington. Uh, I'm amazed that they are able to put together a women's team in Forfar, but they're actually pretty handy. I don't know what the final score of that was. So it is; it's grown slowly but surely. Aye, it's good. It's a good watch. Aye, I would. I've always been a fan of uh, you know. I wish they would combine these sort of match days a bit more. So you know, if you if your team happens to play an Astro, you know, put the women's team on, you know, maybe forty five minutes ahead of kickoff or something like that. Try maybe. and entice people along for a kind of double header sort of thing. Aye, that's, you're just mixing it. In fact, that probably undermines the women's game. Well, doing that. Yeah, if you're wanting to generate it, it's maybe an idea. Um, 
But no, I, I see your point. But very exciting. Um, at the time it happened, I was convinced I was going to Paris or France, sorry. Because I was like, I may never see the men's team <laughs> nah, go to a World Cup. It doesn't appeal to that extent for Hell. me. But if you took I mean, it I would, seriously I, enough, I probably had... wouldn't even go to France if the Scotland's like the men's national team. Really? Like, nah, I wouldn't. That doesn't appeal. Really? Nah. No, why? I, I just, I've no interest in the Scotland national team. But it's, team. it's a festival of football, yeah. though, John. It's your. Don't care. It's, it's the dream. It's just commercialised nonsense. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah but. Can you not imagine, travel. you know, bugging all your mates in a car or a train, you know, no, hopping away, it's just getting punched in the face by some Russian thug and then, miserable. you know. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I like the idea of it. But then the the Women's World Cup obviously is not going to be the same as the Men's World Cup, you know, other fan zones and stuff. You see all the big stadiums. Uh, it would be a slightly more more timid affair. Uh, no, but it'll be more low-key. I wouldn't say it was timid. It'll be the same atmosphere, the same kind of passion about mm-hmm. it all. But you're not going to have the same kind of crowds. That's absolutely given. Hi. I don't know if they're necessarily playing them either. I don't know if it's all in and around Paris or if they're going around down to Marseille. I would would presume, yeah, they would do some kind of secondary sort of city. So still like big stadiums and stuff like that. But, you know. Because they did it in the Netherlands for the Euros, Euro 2017, and they went all round. Uh huh. Most of it was based in Utrecht and Herenveen and stuff. So. A relatively compact country in comparison as well, isn't Aye. it? I mean, you're not going to be like looking to get like the part of France open or the Stade de France. Well, maybe for the final. I, I don't know, actually. Maybe maybe the part of France for the final, 40 or 1,000. But like, it won't be full, put it that no. way. But well, it's, it'll be interesting to see what kind of level they place it at. Yes. I think. Funny thing is, though, it will be shown on BBC Alba. Uh, their World Cup games was I think it's a huge broadcasting step up for them well pretty much um, I, I do not know because there's no international shinty <laughs> to be shown anytime soon I'm just waiting on like Richard Gordon Chuck Young just hijacking it you know like. well the I, wait, I know that like for cost cutting measures a lot of the BBC staff had to start learning Gaelic mm. like Jackie Burt apparently was very good at learning Gaelic so perhaps there's scope yeah <laughs> yeah get the the football you imagine Michael Stewart's droll tones and a a hula hala <laughs> sort of really having Stephen Thompson going at it with what's his name Jonathan Sutherland, Jonathan Sutherland. I, I think he might that. be kind of chucked her accent oh he's got the oh. Invernesian sort of ah, he's miserable they like the wee BBC Dream Team they managed to get themselves you've seen the new studio they were using for how did they manage that though? I don't know. out of nowhere they're doing a good job like I know Stephen Thompson and that put a lot of effort into the social media like Facebook live streams and stuff and they are they must be seen as the dream boys I don't know how Michael Stewart fits into anything but he's, he's an okay pundit he's, I don't I don't mind him yeah. um, but uh, the three of them actually work quite well but it's just it's bizarre how it's those three out of everyone that's kind of played the Scottish football I think they must have huddled together and they're like you know we're right we're cutting out you know Richard Gordon Chick Young and um, I think me McLean and oh, stuff yeah. like that so by the by uh, we're not complaining so if anyone does want to join me on a trip to France next year give uh, give us a comment <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll organise a minibus uh, or a bus who knows anyone know of a good coach company anymore we don't really do that anymore um, Buck Hamilton what? <laughs> Punish Hamilton no no we don't have eh, affiliation with Hamilton of course John but uh, no elsewhere the men's team you know as we were saying earlier and the us rising above Belgium in the women's ranks they were playing the men's Belgian team you might have seen on the sofa manager Instagram that uh, myself and the ghost of the Darren. ghost that was Darren. <laughs> exactly you know I'm sure uh, I'm sure he'll be back soon uh, went to the game 
last minute, I've got to say, like, you know, a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was shocked that it was pay at the gate. For us it was actually pay at the gate. Oh, it wasn't pay at the gate. You, like, went to a hut to buy your tickets, like, outside the same, but which is essentially pay at the gate. Why don't you just do pay at the gate? Well, I don't know. Well, you, you couldn't because of the allocation stuff. Like that. Anyway. Nonsense. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the game first before we get to, you know, all right, that. Okay. For me, a brilliant experience. You know, as my first Scotland game, like, I was there to see world-class players and that's what I got to see. Um, I thought, uh, positives in the first half, I thought if we hadn't conceded that stupid, stupid goal, it would have been deemed a success. Now, how hard Belgium were trying in that half, I don't know. You know, maybe that was a sighter to kind of see where they could break us down, because they did within 30 seconds the second half, of the though. second half. And I must admit, people moaning about Craig Gordon, for the first Hazard goal, I would uh, I would have to disagree, because he's thunderbolted it into the back, back of the net, and been sat behind it. He hit it so hard, unmarked from such a close range. Um, and I must say, after watching total drivel football for the last three, four months, <laughs> it was really refreshing to see folk like Hazard, you know, the ball, it just it's glued to his feet. And it, I, I honestly don't understand how he does it, but then you see folk like uh, Moussa Dembele, who's just, he's so unbelievable, like tracking back, getting the challenges in. Mm-hmm. Another level. Um, I must admit, someone like Lukaku, I thought was pretty shocking. Like, I'm bog standard for him though. Well, he's in know, that kind of form. This hundred million pound guy, I've never. He's sometimes good for Man United, sometimes he's not. I mean, I seen him for Man United against Newcastle last season. Wasn't great. I, I, thought, his, I thought his ball control was really nah, bad. He's, he's, He's like watching Dylan Mackin. If you're a Falkirk fan, you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. uh, depends if you're watching him in the reserves of the first team. Ball just ricochets everywhere. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Lukaku. Million pound man. Lukaku is the championship's equivalent of Dylan Mackin. Uh, and but see when Batshuayi came on for him second half. He looks like a class act and he's, he's developed really well since he went Aye. to Dortmund. Like really well. Well, it's, I, I, was, I was saying, you know, he maybe only plays well in yellow and black. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> good thing. But his first touch, his movement, his pace... He got bagged out a couple of goals as well, one which Gordon should have maybe done a bit better with. But it's amazing that someone like him hasn't broken through at Chelsea. Like, why? Because he was such a good player. When you've got Hazard, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, but you know, you're telling me he's better than someone like Marata, you know, like... I don't, a diff- I don't different type of player. But, you know, I, I get your point about the... You did go and see a world-class team mm-hmm. and it was the second, the second ranked in the world. Yes. World Cup. Semi-finals, third place in the World Cup. Yeah. Oh. I woke up semi-finals. Did it justify £35? Well, no. The, the thing was, I knew what I was paying for. I was paying to see Belgium. I was, I was paying for a spanking, essentially. You know. <laughs> and You can get that cheaper elsewhere. <laughs> well, oh, it's a bad choice of words. <laughs> um, I knew that they were going to get dropped. You know, I, I kind of went in knowing that. And it's funny, because the Scotland setups. You know, there's some people that just purely support Scotland. And there was a lot of people very angry about the performance that was put in. Aye. And £35, 17,000 people turned up. And I believe the pricing's the same for the Albania game tonight. Um, I think so. Which is... That's pretty... It's, it's abhorrent, <laughs> frankly. That's shocking. The thing for me, the way I've justified it in kind of social media, and we've had you know a lot of comments about a lot of people have fallen out of love with the Scottish national team, particularly people of our sort of generation. Yeah, I couldn't care less. Well, oh, that, quite honest, know, I couldn't care less. And a lot of people have the same, you know, thoughts. And it was funny on the train back, 
you know, there's a lot of drunk guys just kind of shooting the breeze and stuff like that. And there's a wee boy from Inverness, <laughs> you know, nice and <laughs> so he's turned away to the dad. They're staying in Edinburgh for the night. Oh, you know, how was the game? He's like, this is my first ever Scotland game. And they're like, oh, no, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Oh, it's it's better than this, son. It's better than this. Uh, his dad was like, yeah, I haven't been since like 1977. <laughs> He's like, oh, he won't be back for another 20 years. Exactly. Uh, but they were asking the wee boy, oh, well then, you know, who was your favourite Scotland player? He's like, Scotland? <laughs> who? <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, was the, he was there for Lukaku. Are you going, you know that? That's true, though. That sums it up. Uh, the passion's gone. One point I argued was that pricing is a relic of a much better Scottish international team than what Aye. what is in front of us now. It's overinflated, and I, this is the thing that I had. I have been thinking about it quite a lot over the weekend. Mm-hmm. If you had priced that at twenty pound yep. for an adult, ten for a, a concession, I think it was ten for a concession anyway. Would you have got more of a crowd? Do you reckon? Maybe marginally, right? I don't know. So why would why is the incentive for the SFA to make the price twenty pound mm-hmm. when they can charge thirty five pound and know that they're going to get seventeen thousand mm-hmm. through the gate? If you put it as sort of what, twenty quid, say you may only get maybe another three thousand on the gate. Mm-hmm. That won't cover the difference no, between lose, the two prices, lose your money, and I can understand before. why they do it. It's disgraceful and it's a slap in the face, but. In a purely money-making circumstance, yeah, you know, it's take advantage time. Well, that's the thing, you know, is do you milk the people you know you're going to get? Oh, exactly. Safer, that's exactly route. what they're doing. Um, for me, that makes sense for Belgium because, like, are you telling me you can you can pay thirty-five pound a week to watch Hazard Company, you know, Money and Co? Well, you can though. You can just go down to England. You can go down to Newcastle yeah, every week and watch who they're thirty-five playing. quid is about what you would pay for like a, a Man City, a Chelsea, maybe not a Newcastle United. Newcastle's anywhere between twenty and thirty-five pound. So it's about the same, and that's to watch Man United, Man City, Tottenham, whoever comes up the road. There on on the day, I, I mean, week. you are going to end up. You know, I'm going to see them play Leicester in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, but I'm still going down to see watch a, a Premier League game for twenty-five pound. Exactly, um, and I, is it of a Premier League standard? Absolutely not. Well, see, I, the point I made to Ghost Darren as we were sitting there, you know, how many Premier League? These are Championship players, mm. as I now think of it. You know, Armstrong. McDonald, Robertson, there are actually quite a few Premier League players in that side. Bottom half, I Ryan Fraser as well. Ryan Fraser. Oh, I was totally wasted by the way. Aye. As a freaking wing, wing, like two or three times wide open. The only boy that got in about two shots, totally wasted. Formation was a bit of a disaster. Well, people again, a lot of comments on the social media. Like I think uh, at Celtic Community was one of them with a lot of comments saying, you know, McLeish is just a a dud of a manager you know he'd been out of a job for what eight nine years when Easy. he got the Scotland gig um, but then you know it's a very transitional phase actually do they know what they're doing we don't know where we're going to be playing we don't know it's all a, it's all just a mess it's one of these kind of things where you just kind of want to go just turn off the lights lads and well again forget about it you know, you know a, few, a few of the points uh, I, I will name check you don't worry on the Instagram as well was about you know that's the sort of game that could have been taken on tour yes and this is one of the big kind of arguments now is mm-hmm. we should be doing that by all accounts uh-huh. and I know it kind of boils down to where do you play a cup final semi-final mm-hmm. but that's what Murrayfield's there for well and I know it's not ideal but I would much have rather seen Scotland play Belgium at Easter Road mm-hmm. or take up to Aberdeen Although I don't know how Belgium would feel about it. Well, they did it with Holland. That's true. You still get a flight to Aberdeen. The Netherlands are a bit of a mess, but <laughs> you know Belgium is the third best team. I will play at Petodje. It's a bit. It doesn't have the same appeal. Easter Road and Tynecastle would. 
Yes. Oh, I, I, Tyne Castle is a newly refurbished facility. It looks fantastic. Oh, Easter Road yeah. as well, you know, with the new main stand. Looks fantastic. Uh, frankly, we could play Albania at the Caledonian Stadium. <laughs> as I, the level of interest, you, I think. You could play at Perth. You're getting 10,000 at that game. Exactly. Know. At best. So. Aye, but I must say, sat sitting there at Mar- um, Mar- <laughs> Hamden. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I like Hamden, though. Like I don't. From the main stands, you're not that far from the pitch. Yes, you know, at the the yeah. sort of end, you, you lose are. your atmosphere pretty but quickly. Then, I think atmosphere is generated from a lot of things, like you know, history and stuff like that. And Hamden fundamentally retains the shape, shape as it always has. And Murrayfield is just. Like they're so cramped, the leg room's all yeah, and you are you're still going to face the same like, problem of being miles away from the park. Also, football fans are probably fatter than rugby fans, so we need, you know, the appropriate leg room. And you stand for more of the game though at rugby. Oh, uh, football. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Safe so standing. The new argument. <laughs> I, well, that's a different argument altogether. I know, but it's a totally different thing. And I, I would like to know the questions of actually. Very difficult to say we'll just redevelop Hamden because it's such a shape that you, how do you do it? But then, well, that's the problem is every time they redeveloped Hamden, they never actually like rebuilt it as such. They, they just, just built on a ton top yeah, of. Yeah, they, they just took the same shape and just went. Well, we'll just. I know. Keep it and we'll, we'll and put the, in seats the rather The disaster than of the agreement that Queens Park still own that place. Ah, yes, is shocking. They've put what five pennies towards that. Like, the, well, it's the opposite way round. I mean, the SFA is actually paying rent to Queens Park. But then. They they have paid for none of the rent. That hand in its current iteration. Oh, it's all paid for by the SFA and the SPFL. If not the government and stuff like that. Uh, which is well, it. Well, do you know what? The whole organisation, and I've been furious as well with recent, you know, red card decisions and stuff. That and, you know, are, the whole thing. They don't know what they're doing. They asked for another blooming week for more information. I on what exactly? Well, they just want another free dinner. I know, but then when I feel that we're like, well, <laughs> what else do we want? Ugh. Just a mess. Aye. Uh, but I team very much in transitional phase. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to ask you. Mm. Was that a waste of time? <laughs> Why did they choose Belgium? Why didn't they choose oh. a team of a similar stature to Albania? The thing is, prepared. right, if it was the glamour tie, right, which it absolutely was, 52,000 people would have been the glamour tie. And I still don't know why it didn't attract. Well, I understand people don't want to pay £35 to see a loss. And I'll tell you, I'll expand on this as well, in that, you know, I was £35 for my ticket. About. You'd be about £12 for your train ticket. And it was a bit more than that. Was it? Uh, aye. But the time. <laughs> gosh. The Scotch pies <laughs> uh, went up, treated our, our good friend here, Darren, ghost. He's away with food poisoning. Quite possibly. I was like, I'll treat you to a wee Scottish pie above all. It was his idea after all. Uh, got to the checkout and uh, a few people, you know, on Instagram, uh, you know, SPFL official, things like that, saying, uh, ah, I was at like 20 quid. It was £9.50 for two Scotch pies I above all and a cola. I like nearly knocked over. All in all, after a bit of dinner, the night was 100 pounds And now, why? Well, this is what it was. Um, and, you know, for me, it was a good night. Can people do that? No. I, not regularly. Not well, even as a one off, it was a very expensive I don't I don't grudge it, but I, I can see why that would put off It, it puts me off. Oh okay, yes, absolutely. Um so I, they need to they need to look at it. As we say, the, the product's not good enough to warrant this money. amount of money. And they are going to be faced in the future with some very serious problems with fan interest because 
This is going down. This is going down quickly. Hi. The squad's just not there to kind of cover it. They're making too many mistakes. Mm. Behind the scenes, in terms of the league, well, big decisions. Mm-hmm. The league itself's fine. But the judicial panels, I can see that correctly. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's a bad feeling between the two parties right now, and it's, it's not pleasant. No. Uh, the, biggest cheer, the biggest cheer at the game was uh, for the women's team who were there on the big screens and stuff. Right. Which was good. Along with the Youth Academy graduates, the like Scotland Super Scoopers, sh- 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 Super Scoopers, Scoopers, Scoopers School, you know, because they're just picking up the picking up the sh- anyway. <laughs> um, but it was funny because our our old school was mentioned because when they mentioned performance schools, I was like, oh, wait a still a performance Well, school. there you go. <laughs> Apparently Jesus. so. And I was like, hey, it's produced nothing. Well, Tom Scobie John, which uh, <laughs> was before that. Was he part of that? Uh-huh. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. We produced someone, a bench player for Livingston. I don't think he's a first teamer all the time. Is he? I don't think he has a game anymore. Uh, so I, by the by, squad's not strong enough. Fort like shooter, I think was was out of his depth. You know, ah, Joe McGinn looked a bit out of his depth. Joe McGinn had a shocker. Like a working pro, he few mistakes. Um, Charlie McGrew looks over the hill Gosh, as he has done. I hate years. Charlie McGrew. I've hated Charlie McGrew for, for years. Ever since he did Aberdeen over, so I. It's not a team that gets anyone excited. It's not a team that's going to bring anyone. Nah, there we go. Aye. Yeah. Anyway. Roll on Albania. Well, that brings us on to possibly our only route for qualifying. This UEFA Nations League, which kicked off last week. Yes. With Azerbaijan and... Who were they playing? I don't know. They had... Luxembourg. They had the Pharaohs in their group. That is a, it was brutal. Oh, who else was in that group? On television. It was Azerbaijan in this massive Olympic stadium which they built for some European oh, games yeah. they had. Eurovision Bowl. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> good, good grief. Uh, and it was, it was Luxembourg, I think, against Andorra, or Moldova, was it? Yeah, hey, Andorra, Moldova. Uh, we play Albania and Israel. Wow. Uh, you What's know, it? is it a case of the rich staying richer with the big clubs playing each other? I mean, yeah, you can read the article on the sofamanager.com website. Hey. <laughs> the nations look for dummies. <laughs> it took me forever uh, to work it out. We've got their core audience there. Uh, it took ages to fathom what the hell was going on. It's a bit daft, let's be honest. This is a protectionist kind of. You think that's what the intention behind this is? A wee bit. This is they've had. They've seen the shock of Italy not making it to. The Netherlands World Cup. a few times as well. The Netherlands are in a bit of a bad state. They're scoped it. You know, maybe another big nation will fall off. Mm-hmm. This is a contingency plan. So yeah. if you win your group in your league in Group A, you are guaranteed a playoffs place as well as going through the actual European qualifiers. Well, right, okay. So are these playoffs going to be played after the qualifiers are finished? You you go through the Nations League and it finishes, I think it's in February, right? For the, for the summer tournament? I'll be like February 2019, right? Uh-huh. And then the actual European qualifiers uh-huh. for Euro 2020 runs throughout sort of most of 2019 into 2020. Right, okay. I think. And then after that, there's playoffs of the qualifiers yes. based on your positioning in the Nations League. So the way this was described to me by you, so obviously, you know, there are four different 
There's four leagues, right? A, B, C, and D. Of which there are four groups. Right, okay, right. Right, A, B, C, we'll call one, two, three, one, four. One, two, three, four. Now, so the winner of of each group in A would go into a playoff. All being well and good. They go into a playoff to become the League European Nation... Champion of Group A. No, you, just, yeah, you are the league winner at that stage, right? Uh-huh. So it's a mini tournament. Yes. And I've named it as the you're the proxy European champion. Because you're not actually the European <laughs> champion until 2020. When you win the European so, Championships, right? This is just bizarre. Right, okay, so what would happen is all the winners of Group A, assuming that they haven't qualified already, yeah. So you're each would go into a playoff against each other. The winner of that would get the qualifying spot. No, 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 the, no. Uh, yeah, there's no qualification spot that comes out of this. I don't believe. I thought there was. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the whole point of this. Is there's four qualifying spots? Nah, it's all playoff spots. Oh right, it's all playoff spots. Oh right. So at the end of it all. You'll have the four winners of Group League One, right? Uh-huh. The four winners of Group B, C, and D, right? Uh-huh. And then there'll be a draw, a randomised draw. Uh-huh. So you'll have a, a it's a table, okay, of League A, B, C, and D, right? So A will play D <laughs> in a one leg, yes, and then B and C will play each other in a one leg. That'll be based on the top seeding, right? Okay, so you you win that, and then you get a playoff spot. You can. This is for the qualification at the Euro twenty twenty, right? So there's no automatic there's no automatic there's no automatic, qualifying automatic places that come yeah, out of the, the right, Nations okay. League none at all it's just mm. preferential treatment when it comes to because you'll do when it comes to the actual qualifiers for Euro 2020 in 2019 right so there'll be let's not get too bogged down in this by the way because there's already loads of videos out there explaining yes. this in like a minute and a half there's 10 groups 5 5 groups with 5 teams 5 groups with 6 teams so the top 2 in each group goes through into the Euro 2020s which takes 20 of the 24 teams <laughs> And then the remaining four spots comes out with these qualifiers the or the playoffs. And the playoffs are based on the Nations League and how your performance is in that. So if you're like Spain and you don't get out, you win your sort of league or group yeah. in the Nations League. And then you win that. But you don't get through your qualifying group for Euro 2020. You're still given the kind of contingency of the playoff thing. As long as you've won your Group A tournament. Yes. Okay. So the win- the winners of Group A, B, C, and D, in League A. Oh no 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 no! In any group, yes. In any league, oh god! So the, it's it's only it's only the winners. <laughs> it's only it's not to do with the numbers. It's to do with the winners in the lettered groups, correct? Of the whole. Right, so, no, it's like leagues A, B, C, and D, and then their groups one, two, three, and four within each. Yeah, but then they all four go into a playoff. Eventually, yes, but that is all dependent on who actually. No, well let's. Right, okay, so that's where it gets confusing. Read the article. The article makes more sense than me. Well, the, yeah, the, the, it only really gets confusing when people have qualified and stuff like that. For me, this tour, this tournament's going to be, what, two... Well, running into three years, but the sounds of things. Uh, but I'll probably run about three years before who, anyone gets a rough idea of what it's all about. the mental capacity? And let's face it, right? You'll get a better understanding of it once you've had a full season of it and you've seen how it worked. The last thing. No one cares. If you let you the top league you don't care you really don't well for the likes of Scotland I see this as our only feasible way of getting anything it's a closer opportunity to getting into the Euros than what it would be doing it through normal qualification so the, 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 the next thing as well and the point that you made on the article which I thought was interesting was talking about the point of you would get to see world class players being relegated yeah out of like League A into League B how good is that, <laughs> that to be fair that is brilliant because I think if you take England's group, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's England, Spain, and Croatia. 
Sounds about right. Out of the three, one of them will be relegated into League B. Right? <laughs> so you're either going to see, like... If, well, wait. We're in how, C, aren't we? We're in C. So if we got promoted... we could be, the England could be relegated and we could be promoted and we would meet them in League B. Oh, that would be class. That would be brilliant. <laughs> we'd get our Home Nations game back again. Uh, because Wales and, Northern I- uh, Wales and Ireland are in... B. League B, I think. Oh, that's, that's Home Nations. So you could have a Home Nations. Although I don't think Republic of Ireland will be wanting to play Wales anytime soon again. Well, no. <laughs> after a one drubbing. <laughs> Bit of bad blood as well after this Denmark nonsense. Do you know what, right? I would love to have seen their futsal yes. team. Yes! Well, that's the thing. We must say that uh, if you haven't heard, I think most of the people will hear. Yeah, it was there all was, over TalkSport. There was a union dispute and it looked like all of Denmark's professional players were not going to play for the international team. And they did, didn't they? Did they not play against Serbia or, some, or, uh, or Slovakia? Their futsal slash teachers and... Amateurs. Aye. They right. showed up in the day with their boots. How? How do you pick the best amateur I would love to see like the best junior team Scotland could put out yeah I mean like, <laughs> like and how would we scout that how would we know like, just select 11 from people's rovers Dunny Pace juniors Bonish United like, Rose. how brilliant is that that you could turn it and I think uh, I'd heard as well my brother was telling me that some of them were like YouTubers and stuff Why? Like that. I was like that is brilliant and I haven't got round to the Danish content like yeah. CJ Novo a bit for the Scotland well, <laughs> I'm breaking his nose yet again Um. Ah, could you imagine though? It'd be funny as anyone. Like, I know we are not talented enough footballers, sadly. To no, I, I can't run the length itself. <laughs> but I could put a, I could put a word in for a goalkeeper. I've been <laughs> moving and shaking a bit recently, but I, I thought that was absolutely sensational. And to be honest, right, the scope for like an amateur World Cup, like proper working men, you know, at the coal face representing their nation. Mm. For, the one, that, Joe, the one idea I've always had is to have like a five-a-side football festival. In the same way that a music festival is. Like Wimbledon, but with camping. And then you're like, it would never work because there would be, like Scotland versus England, there would be people drinking and it would just be carnage. Yeah. And you don't like the World Cup atmosphere, so. Nah. But they did. They unless, did. unless it was sponsored by a drinks company. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> if, uh, if anyone's got any <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> ideas, M and M's. Don't say it, John. Unless we're paid. All right. Okay. Uh, we're totally available to by any any offers. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got it. Five minutes. I'm, I'm need more money for audio equipment anyway. So, aye, uh, it would have been sensational, but it didn't didn't quite pan out for the. The Great Danes. Uh, anyway, hopefully this all kind of sorts itself out. Uh, it's better than friendlies-ish, is it? Actually, that's my question to you. Is it better than friendlies? It is. Um, but you still reluctantly. Have, reluctantly, yeah. Mm. You are going to... For Scotland, it's probably not so bad because you are going to play teams that are your level for a large part of it. Well, I think, you know, like your main point is this is only the way it starts out. Because it is going to get interesting when the big teams come down and be some of the bigger teams fall down and everyone kind of get The good thing about it is up. you can track the golden generation, right? Mm-hmm. So in a couple of years' time, if Belgium start to fall off, you know, they're not always going to be classed as, oh, well, you're... Mm. You know, it's it's maybe just a bit of a bad mm-hmm. time they can't find the centre-back. Like what Scotland's doing just now. It's a rank-rotten team. That's why we're in League C. Mm. We could end up in League D, you know? It's, it's that potential... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but 
trying to find a friendly now with a European team is going to be very difficult. That is true. But the, the same margin it stops us going to Mexico and Peru. Yes. So Which isn't so bad, <laughs> right. honest. Or playing Belgium. You know, to boost our confidence for Albania. Right. Confidence and competence. <laughs> for that matter. So. <laughs> Not to defend. <laughs> Sadly. So uh, that's what you get. Actually, do you know what? Even for like Tierney and Robertson and that, I didn't think were that great. Robertson's not a captain, by the way. Like, that was a bad idea. Anyway, onwards. So that's the <laughs> the poor man's way of qualifying for a European competition. Right, there we go. To the poor man's Champions League. The Uber Diddy Cup. The Uber Diddy Cup, as John's as called it before. Now be known. Uh, Ironbridge Challenge Cup returned on this international break. Whoosh. Uh, for an international tournament as well. <laughs> uh, did, they, did they not cancel like some... National League game down south though because of two like Caribbean internationals or something like that had to leave. So even though the conference in England is having to call off games. Uh, but speaking of that, we had some of their teams in. Indeed. Uh, one one fan, I think for Sutton United travelled on 900. No, well, it was only just the one. No, it wasn't just the one, but it was the one that was reported on BBC. Mm. He was very excited about his, uh, his fried breakfast. Uh, they beat Airdrie 1-0. So they go through. Uh, other English team, Boreham Wood, played at home in a quite a nice wee stadium, actually. So, Boreham Wood. Oh, Boreham Wood, you say? <laughs> Just outside of London. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you could you could be going along there. I could you? be. Nah, I don't want to be scouting the van at my local conference <laughs> leagues. You've no done my joke. <laughs> oh, do you get a free van with it, though, oh, wouldn't you? Pass. Uh, new stadium they've got down there. I think six figures worth of investments, so. It's a lot of money. But they put a lot of money into that lower league now. It's so, well, that, football. Um, there's that have you ever watched HITC 7s mm, that's just letters and numbers <laughs> but it's a it's a YouTube channel which just goes through like the top 7 of football and it goes through like the top 7 best paid players and it's full like Pennant and like there's a team in Essex I know that is like stupidly well funded at a non-league level I mean even like um, is it Salford City aye yeah, an absolute fortune the is it Forest Green uh-huh. the vegan club you know, did I hear about that? No, I don't know about that. Forest Green Rovers are an entirely vegan, recyclable piece of nonsense. Gosh, that's like a really bad version of St. Pauli. Like, yes. you know. It's like to the left and then paint yourself green. It's like a happy football club. That's that, really weird. It's the boat that rocked and sank off Bora. I love that film. <laughs> Cracking film. I did not know about those. That's, that's a documentary in that, John. Non, non-league it's, teams by yeah, the, a Scottish perspective. All the kind of pre-match, post-match meals are all vegan. Pretty, pretty horrendous, yeah. Imagine Chris Boycott in there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard, by the way... Vegan pie. Have you heard the mattress advert he did when he was in America? Yes. Is sensational. The first time I heard it was on Off the Ball mm-hmm. the weekend. Was it was in Portland at the time. It was a, um, I was at Portland. Portland so Timbers. Funny. <laughs> well, I gave him the taste of presenting before. I, har- I highly recommend that if you haven't seen it. I guess on YouTube. Uh, Must be. Uh, but I, I'm firmly taking 500 fans down to Boreham Woods. It's a pretty, pretty good haul. Uh, it's, it's pretty good going. Isn't it? Although it pays us to say it, of course. Ah. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the kind of thing for Scottish teams. Though. You can there is a bit of an interest to go to if it was Bray Wanderers in Dublin or not Sligo though. And well, Sligo's a bit of a push. Uh-huh. If it was, if it's a kind of quite a good area, mm-hmm. like you know, it'd be quite nice. I'm, I try to get, like, even if it was a team just outside Blackpool. Mm-hmm. You know, I met a folk who go down there for a whole of these. So proximity might have helped a bit. You think proximity would help? Like I say, if you're playing, if you are Gateshead. Mm. And you, you know, you could play like Berry Rangers have a local derby. You could. That would see. 
That'd be fantastic. So, even... if you think about it, the it's not called the Johnson's Pate Trophy anymore, is it? Uh, oh God, I can't remember what it's called now. It was LDV Vans. It was Johnson's Paint. I can only remember it being Johnson's Paint Trophy. The LDV Vans. Is it? The, it's not the Chicka Trades. Oh, it could be. That's the right. Chicka Trade Trophy. So they're equivalent of the Iron Brew. The Evo Stick. No, that was the conference thing <laughs> before. Oh, well, the Evo Stick? The Evo Stick Conference. Oh, oh, that sounds like a device I don't want to own. Was that not an adhesive? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I don't know. That's whatever. something of the window drill or something. Uh, whatever you do in your spare time. <laughs> it's totally up to you. But don't, uh, don't they regionalise things? It's nothing south. I know, but like, is that the solution to stop... You know, like Fort Martin going to play. You just get rid of the Colts. That's Colts. All, that's all you need. That's the target. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what what the purpose of that. Like, are they just trying to hang on to the coattails of the Premiership teams at that point? Nah, or? Maybe. It's one of these things. I mean, yeah. I have a couple of conspiracy theories. Oh, do you? A couple of conspiracy theories. Fire away, we've got plenty of time. All about the Ivory Cup. <laughs> Two of them. The first one's about uh, Colt teams. Okay. The Colt teams are there just so. They can go. The mid under twenty three has got to the quarterfinals, and you're thinking, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So what? Ah, I bet they could do it in League Two over a season, <laughs> and maybe we'll get Rangers teams, Celtic teams, Aberdeen. Uh, can they do it in a Stoke or a cold Monday night? Aye. Uh, can, can they do it away to Peterhead or a broth when it's blown a gale? <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I can't even. Who's who's she? <laughs> Gil. <laughs> Gil Platt. <laughs> Uh, but I think the the only time we've really advocated for Colt teams it's been Rangers and Celtic and you know I think there would be a case if they were much much better yes than the other Colt teams but oh, I mean but Rangers under 20s got beat off the worst Falkirk team in living memory <laughs> that's not good for the Rangers youth by the way I can't remember who Celtic got beat off was it uh, Annan I think been, uh, Aberdeen got comprehensive I think Aberdeen win. got punted out by Arbroath Mm-hmm. Um, but St Mirren and Hamilton played each other for the last remaining under 23's place I'm sure there was loads at that game oh, aye. Um, I think that you know the argument as well you know with the challenge cup in terms of these diddy teams and stuff in the, the uber diddy cup mm. as you presented it was uh, they were talking on sports sounds after the games on Saturday and you know Richard Gordon was making the point that you know some fans are thinking this is the only trophy they might have a chance of actually you know winning it's a serious competition aye, why um, and introducing all these teams kind of dilutes that dilutes your chances and just causes mayhem frankly uh, it causes a little bit of embarrassment for sure um, but I think I'm right in saying it's only really been steady in the last good period mm-hmm. I've maybe got to the final or even won it I've, the rest has always been your Falkirks your Samirin oh like the first division it. championship sides yeah typical first division championship teams are always going to be winning yeah. it I think Annan got to the semi-finals they did because Falkirk beat them uh-huh. the last time Falkirk won it which was against Hamilton in the final who was that? who the crikey uh, Darren Dodd scored the winner well that's not too long ago then 2012 13 now okay okay god almighty the last trophy that was five years ago that's the thing right see uh, can it be after, five years ago after working because I'm like we was, after being at the Falkirk game it was the Farad season <laughs> Well, after being at the Falkirk game on Saturday, on my way out the door, which was hectic because there was security everywhere, we'll get to that later, 
Um, I actually I stopped. <laughs> said to the person I worked with for a moment, said, "Look," and it was the pictures of like Farid scoring in the cup final and Sibbled scoring in the and like Peter Grant. It's like just pause for a moment and remember, Aye. because it could be a long time uh, before back. And I swear, actually, I'm on a losing streak of like ten professional games without seeing a team win. Nice between uh, start. Scotland getting pumped, Falkirk getting pumped. Stennis Muir got beat when we went to see that. when we went to Hamden for the semi final. Aberdeen got beat. Mm, that was disappointing as well. <laughs> so I can't remember the last time I watched my team win in the flesh. Anyway, aye. So you know the international teams in the Challenge Cup. Uh, no one at yet, but when they do, I'll be a laugh. We've we've always said you know we just have to kind of to shut down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the last person just turn off the lights and well, close the door. Yeah. Speaking of the other international teams, uh, Falkirk were punted out oh, aye. by Connors Key Nomad. That that will be the worst game I've ever seen. Well, Ray Ray McKinnon, who took over in the week, uh, you know, I sent you know obviously my partnership, you know, with the main announcer, I picked the playlist. So I sent him we message in the middle of the week, do you think I'd get away with this? And it was worried about Ray by the, <laughs> the Hoosiers. Good tune. I was told, no, that's not the tone we want to say. I'm, I'm only messing. No! <laughs> I think I'm I could have played not, that. Uh, no one would have noticed anyway. So. Well, I, the thing I played when they walked out of the tunnel was that Muse song. Like, it's a new dawn, it's a mm. new day. And you're going, yes, that's got the most... Oh, okay, no. no, no, no. It's the flattest performance going. So Falkirk were beaten 1-0 by a team... With apparently five times smaller the budget they claimed on Twitter, although I wouldn't believe anything coming out of their social media. No. And I believe they are actually a full-time team-ish. They played um, in the Champions League. No, exactly. I know that's nothing they shout well, about. They, played, but... they were playing the Europa League qualifiers until a few weeks ago, which mm. is, you know, it's something. Um, but considering Queen's Park beat the team that were above them in the Welsh League, yes. sends major alarm away from home. Yeah, congratulations to Queen's Park by the way that's a, that's a fantastic victory They're the scenes for the 13 fans that made the journey ah, that is the only way that Boromwood could have played at Hamden by the way aye as if, as if Queen's Park had played them their chairman thought uh, the final might have been played at Hamden uh, but uh, that was the only way they would have played at Hamden so um, yeah not good for Falkirk that they're not able to put in the performance of a League 2 side Falkirk are dreadful there's absolutely no doubt about they it they kept their shape John Kept my shape and <laughs> so what? I kept my shape. I keep. <laughs> I go to the gym and then equal it out by eating the fish supper. You know, like, I keep my shape. There you go. Um, but it looks like things so this half the Falkirk team as well. Oh, I know. Uh, the fun thing about that game though, English referee. Oh, he was murder. I thought he was good. I couldn't. You are complain. two How? red cards for Connor Square. Absolutely no doubt. Ah, right. Hold on. Right, the boy punched Muirhead in the face. Oh, but that was before Muirhead tried to overhead kick him on the way down. Oh, he punched him in the face. He tried to overhead he kick made, him on the way down. He made contact. <laughs> he tried to, if you watch, still a red card. Right, hold on. All right, both are off then. Both this, are off. This is a this is a video. Very much video. If you watch him, he sticks his knee and tries to bring like, right, his foot back. Up, right. he goes like, oh, well, I know, I know. But like that's what they were. That's, that's the most visual thing we've ever done on this podcast. Visual so do, tune into the YouTube by the way. I'll Sorry for all. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I thought the referee was fair. Uh, there was a few times I think he could have booked a few more oh, class players. They were they were a rough team. Yeah, Hatcher. I mean, um, I was reading the Dumbarton on sort of page on Pine Borough, and it was just 
the same kind of thing they are just an absolute bomb scare mm. well I mean Fraxilias I think punted in a wonder goal against them last season and we brought him on late on to try and do the same thing I hit the most mince free kick I've ever seen in my life absolutely pitiful especially if you watch it and um, is it Petrovakis Petrovic yes yes about 8 yards in space and mm. all you had to do was like slide past it into him mm. and it was a goal no, we bit inventiveness I mean the problem is I've usually been able as I said to you the weekend distance myself from Falkirk but I'm now angry at what I'm watching ah, it's, it's poor really poor they're, and the thing I said to you as well is like they're wasting my time thank the lord they're not wasting my money because I daren't to think you know if I was a season ticket well I'd be furious no. absolutely furious uh, it's painful believe me um, but that's just where they are and it's I know like people are wanting to try and point the finger and then you know particularly on the Twitter page <laughs> yes but I <laughs> <laughs> get some Look traction up. bear in mind I work with Falkirk and this guy over here is sitting he's trying to get the chairman fired the chief executive I'm making and I'm, I'm having to justify these things to I'm the make- chairman the chief executive he's just got to go this is the emotional investment guy that like, b- this, this tried is, to ambush you at that season is, ticket holders meeting like a year ago. This is the guy who absolutely annihilated your PowerPoint presentation, Craig. <laughs> and sat worst... next to you on a plane like Did weeks that earlier. <laughs> oh, anyway. Don't come after us, Morton. Our chairwoman's a, an international lawyer, so try it. And we don't have any money. Paul so. <laughs> <laughs> Hartley spent it all on nonsense. <laughs> I took out a Wonga loan while he was at it as well. Um... But yeah, corners were brutal. Yeah, but they, they were they were very much playing the mind games. You know, the the folk on the bench were giving it the wind up. The boys coming off were giving it the and wind the up. Boys in the uh, I was kind of sitting at the south stand corner Aye. in the main stand, and the abuse that the uh, guys getting warmed up were getting it was Aye. funny as anything. But they were funny though because a they walked out the wrong side of the tunnel and b they warmed up next to the Volker players on the wrong side. Aye. so you know it was uh, the one he's really used to it. No, but. They turned up like men. They, they turned up and they had a. They, they weren't great, but they had a bit of an attitude about them. But once they got Folk there. Folk aren't great and they don't have an attitude. <laughs> it's like you're doomed. Right, the only threat for Falkirk was the wasps in the stand that were stinging folk aye where are they coming from by the I don't know the, I swear there's a because I swear well, I saw three people one guy was just sitting with his hand like that and had to smash down the stick and he killed three wasps <laughs> like because he was that angry there is an infestation and I last week yeah last week mm-hmm. I went to see women's football falling off uh-huh. um, your Thistle against Falkirk uh-huh. the stadium was an absolute mess they hadn't bothered cleaning it up. Really? The, I must have, I was assuming it was a shire because Falkirk were away to county. Oh, that's all in the playing squad there, John. I mean, they never cleaned it. It was full of old pie dishes, juice lying everywhere. It was absolutely disgusting. I told you about the time I did, uh, I did that amateur cup final there once and jokingly said to the security guys, oh, you need the hand cleaning up. Ha, ha, ha. They were like, yes. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and when I was cleaning that up, it's like it's like half full cans of Bovril and stuff that you try. And that day it was like cider and oh, uh, Buckfast and stuff like that. As yeah, well, we were, which you weren't allowed in. But but it, it was genuinely staggering. I'm thinking this is that I hadn't, clearly hadn't been clean since uh-huh. the game before. Yeah, I know that's not a, it's not a Falkirk issue as a club. It's the stadium to get that organised. Yeah. But that is just the epitome of how bad. The organisation as a whole is. They can't even clean up Flaming Stadium after a game. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Wait. So that was disappointing. Um, I don't think there's much else to say about it. Nah. Really, there's not much. Everyone was bad. I've checked my heart rate on. Nah, quite right. Uh, elsewhere, Airdrie got beaten by. Oh, do you know how many fans from Connors came? 
Uh, there wasn't many. All I could hear was the boys that were in hospitality. Yes. 13. Two. Really? Officially two. And they got to go up to the director's box and have a pint with the... That's... Oh, well, fair enough, I suppose. Uh, I think there was more on the main stand, but they only officially counted two. Um, elsewhere, Sutton United beat Airdrie. We saw Airdrie, they looked quite good the other week, so not a huge surprise there, uh, I don't think. I think Sutton were the better of the two between them Probably. and Borum, so. Um, elsewhere, I think an upset at Partick, wasn't it? Yes, East Fife. I think it was at East Fife, though. Hmm? All oh, right, okay. And Partick probably not that fussed about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but in Alog beating United on penalties. Yeah. At, at Tannadice. Mm. I think uh, the, the rumour I heard was that it was very much a second string team from Dundee United so. enough players to be a second string team oh, well <laughs> you know, they're funny we've almost forgotten about them now uh, you know, clearly the South getting a good win what 4-2 four, four well, they were 4-0 up uh -huh. we had about 20 minutes to go maybe plus 2 goals and no it was 4-3 who were they playing uh, was it Crusaders alright oh, ok so it was 4-3 in the end Stephen Dobby getting another just a brace this week no just the two just the two so I takes him to about 24 <laughs> it's insane ridiculous um, aye so coverage of it is awful like BBC Scotland don't care put a wee summary no. at, you know but aye going forward I've spoken to you about the regionalising thing or but it's, it is what it is it was never a big tournament anyway um, and then, you know, it, it was being very much advertised on the BBC website this week, and the only reason they blimmin' took notice of it because this is where the English teams came in, which is knocks me off because there's a lot, of, there's a lot of good stuff on you know about BBC Wales and Northern Ireland and things like that. But um, I about it being that sort of second tier Champions League for like Championship teams, Division One teams. I think they used to have something with it was like the Anglo Italian Cup with English Championship sides and Italian Serie B sides. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, but again, budget and things these days, it's not really applicable, is it? Ah, it doesn't really work. Yeah. And you don't have that. I was assuming back at that time it would have been an English dominant kind of squad mm -hmm. playing an Italian dominant squad. Probably. And that is a like, kind of. to see what you kind of second tier England national yeah. team would look like versus a second tier Italian team. Yeah. Now, you know. Even if you just look at Falkirk, the different kind of nationalities in that team, I think the Connors Quay team were mostly Welsh, but there were a few oh, Irish mixed in. rejects at some point, I, I think. <clears throat> Too big for the coal mine. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> but uh, it's really hard to start a new tournament these days, I think. It's, it's poor, and it's really it's even more difficult to regenerate a, tro a trophy that's just failing. Yeah, they're actually they're struggling with cup competitions, like even the FA Cup and things like that. Uh, are it struggling. doesn't get the, the attention anymore sadly not but uh, well I think that's uh, about us come round to our time absolutely can you spot the technical difficulties that occurred this week <laughs> with the smoothest transition you've ever seen or can you hear the technical aye if you hear the technical difficulties points to you uh, for doing that but anyway thank you very much for listening from myself Paul all the best, guys. Uh, and tune into all our social media channels. Lots of exciting things. I've got some FIFA predictions going up next week. Uh, and again, we've got John's article still going up on the regenerated. Before we go, though. Yes. Have you seen the Pez thing you can do? Oh. This is all like. You want to go for it? Right. Before we leave, it's quite funny. Uh, just when you mentioned FIFA, uh, you can customise your banners on Pez. 
in the oh, stands. Oh, really? Like the fan ones? Go and go on Twitter and have a look at some of the Rangers ones. <laughs> Absolutely are they, brilliant. Are they anti-Rangers ones? Or no, they? they're very much um, pushing the boundaries. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, a heartful and, you know, wholesome recommendation. Enjoy your, enjoy your Monday evening having a look at there that. There you so, go. So <laughs> I'm sure link to us out on social media. Search for Sofa Manager, all one word. And have a good evening, a good afternoon, and a good morning. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.